When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi there, and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast, where today we're going to talk about the decision of um, the Kaiser and the German government to go to war in 1914 during the July crisis following the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. And the story is quite a complicated one because it involves not just the um, the Kaiser and his ministers, um, but also the decision of the um, Social Democratic Party, the largest socialist party in Europe, um, to support the war effort, uh, something that is replicated throughout uh, nearly every European democracy um, uh, on the uh, eve of the war, um, and the more authoritarian states, obviously, like Germany and Austria-Hungary. Now, the book I'm looking at at the moment um, is Ring of Steel by Alexander Watson, uh, which is Germany and Austria's experience of war. Um, a really interesting uh, examination uh, of uh, um, the uh, central powers at war, um, which really does throw up a, uh, throw off a kind of a, a lot of um, very sort of, shall we say, Anglo-centric views of the war uh, and myths that we, we might have. So, uh, well worth a read, published by Alan Lane um, and uh, one of their, uh, their their books of um, 2015. Okay, the story starts obviously with the assassination um, when the on the 28th of June 1914, when Archduke Franz Ferdinand um, is on a visit to Sarajevo, the capital of the annexed uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, um, with his wife uh, Sophie. Um, Grand Duchess of Hohenberg. Um, he's gunned down by uh, Bosnian Serbs who were in the pay of um, the Serbian military intelligence and had close connections with them. Uh, the Black Hand Gang, a nationalist terror gang, was essentially the creation of the Serbian military. And the Serbs, um, who had um, experienced this wave of kind of nationalist um, uh, uh, nationalist rejuvenation since 1878 and the creation of an independent Serbia uh, finally from the uh, ashes of the European uh, the Balkan uh, Ottoman Empire 
um, and following the uh, Russo-Turkish War of 1878, had been um, ever more assertive in um, Bosnia-Herzegovina, which they had a large um, Serbian population, and the, the Serbs uh, viewed it really uh, as theirs. And the um, suzerainty of um, Austria over Bosnia-Herzegovina, um, first granted in 1878 and then um, uh, created uh, in, in, in um, 1878 uh, as a fully annexed um, territory, was uh, an affront to um, Serbian nationalism. The Serbs had been really uh, an, an antagonist on the Austrian border for um, the best part of four decades, and the Austrians, fearing the spread of Serb nationalism and um, uh, national, sort of um, fissile nationalism in general into their own multi-ethnic empire, uh, were happy to teach the Serbs a sanitary lesson. Um, and the, um, uh, the 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 chief of cabinet, uh, sort of the chief minister, Alek Hoyosh, uh, um, saw uh, of Austria Hungary, um, saw the assassination as a magnificent opportunity, as he put it, um, to to rewrite history. He said that a totally new epoch was being prepared, and Serbia was to eat humble pie. There had always been a sense in the Habsburg Empire um, that it was being um, sort of it was suffering a death of a thousand cuts. Um, the creation of a unified Germany had um, forced the uh, uh, the the Austrians uh, out of uh, any further control of the uh, German Federation. German Confederation. Um, the uh, creation of Italy had seen Austria's influence uh, in um, the Alpine region um, or that's, uh, of, of northern Italy and in the it- Italian peninsula itself uh, curtailed. And now there would be a Slavic challenge, a Serbian challenge to um, Austria. Um, Austria was always obviously mindful that the patron of the Serbs uh, was Russia. The Serbs were seen as um, Slavic brethren, and the um, Austria, the Russians, saw, uh, the Russian Tsars, uh, from um, Alexander II to Alexander III to Nicholas II, viewed themselves as patrons of and protectors of the Orthodox faith uh, within um, and within Russia's borders and beyond. On the fifth of July, Hoyash went to Berlin to sound out. Um, the German government and to, to see um, what support they would get. He took with him a letter from um, Austrian Emperor Franz Josef addressed to the Kaiser. Um, it referred to uh, Serbia's criminal am- agitation, which must not go unpunished. Um, the second uh, letter that he took was uh, a memorandum which offered a pessimistic view of the central power's strategic situation. Um, that essentially that they were encircled. Um, given this was um, sent by uh, Baron Franz Maschiko, um, and it was um, sent to the German government in order really to appeal to their uh, anxieties. The idea of encirclement of a ring of steel, hence the title of the book, um, around Germany and Austria, 
um, well, it was a very real uh, fear. Um, there was uh, Russia in the east, France in the west, and Great Britain as well. And the um, effect was a, a sense that the German-speaking world, Austria and Germany, were existing under a state of siege. The Austrian Count Berthold, the foreign minister, was um, a great enthusiast for war and believed that a, a war in the Balkans with German backing would keep Russia out and would secure uh, Austrian, Austro-German um, uh, dominance uh, in the Balkans uh, and then in the rest of Eastern Europe uh, for the foreseeable future. The Kaiser is um, receptive to these ideas. Um, the, he had been a, a friend of Franz Ferdinand, was angry at his death. Um, the Kaiser's view, um, which was uh, written on a report filed by his ambassador in Vienna two days after the murders, was that the Serbs must be disposed of and, um, and that right soon. Um, and the, uh, the, the point here being, though, of course, that given the Kaiser's previous uh, over-personalised, emotional, unstable responses to world events and his uh, sense of his own involvement in them and his own importance, um, this is, I, you know, in essence, the sort of thing that he would have written, predictably. Um, he gave a um, a letter of his full support um, to the Austrians and uh, Bethmann Holweg, um, his Chancellor, agreed to um, and met Hoyosh, offering him the infamous blank cheque. Um, the blank cheque was a, a statement which was interpreted as, uh, by uh, Austrian diplomats, that whatever Austria decides... Germany will always be at Austria's side. So this was really giving carte blanche to Austria to escalate if it chose to do so and not placing any conditions on that support, i.e. we will support you as long as you do, you act in ways which are uh, in line with Germany's interests. Germany does this in the full knowledge that this is unlikely to just be a Balkan war. Um, there would there would be um, uh, the ability to provoke a um, serious European complication. Now, if you've read Christopher Clarke's brilliant book, The Sleepwalkers, then you'll know that um, uh, um, the middle section of the book focuses on the confusion that existed in uh, Europe um, over the intentions of different European powers. You have foreign ministers contradicting prime ministers. You have uh, monarchs contradicting sovereign governments. And there are all sorts of mixed messages from diplomats, ambassadors, um, even from the popular press in different European countries to one another, um, muddying the waters as to what each country intends uh, particularly during the July crisis and what each country's red lines are, where they will negotiate and compromise and where they won't. However, here it looks as if the Kaiser has a reasonable understanding that the, uh, uh, the French and the Russians have a willingness to become involved in uh, an attack on Serbia. 
One of the problems is that the Kaiser has a tendency to listen to the last opinion he heard. Um, the um, the 5th of July is a pivotal day. Um, after he had um, acknowledged the possibility um, of a serious European complication, he then goes to lunch with Bethmann Holweg, his Foreign Secretary Arthur Zimmerman, and um, some of the heads of the army. Um, the Minister for War, Eric von Falkenhayn, essentially pours cold water on the idea that the Austrians are serious um, and says that, um, that they probably aren't, uh, and even if they were, it's unlikely that they would be able or willing to act decisively. And if they did, that Russia probably wouldn't intervene. All of these, of course, as we know, are flawed assumptions. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The um, Germans then, um, the German government and the military establishment, with these assumptions in mind, still think that it is, is basically okay and low, a low-risk thing to do to hand, the, um, the hand power uh, in terms of a blank assurance over to Vienna um, and to allow events to unfold as they do. Now, there is an argument to suggest that it would be inconceivable at this point of perceived encirclement for Germany to abandon Austria, that Austria uh, ultimately has more power in the relationship um, because if our diplomatic ties between the two countries broke down, they would both be isolated. Um, Austria would be um, would launch its initiative against the Serbs anyway, and and Germany would be weakened in the eyes of 
the Entente powers, Britain, France and Russia. But the response in Berlin uh, gives Berchtold, who is um, anxious for uh, hostilities to begin, gives him a greater strength, a, a stronger hand to play uh, when returning to um, Vienna and holding a full uh, cabinet, mini- a cabinet meeting, a, a common ministerial council, on July the 7th. There was no chance at that point that the um, Austrian army could be ready to attack the Serbs. Um, the uh, tradition of allowing soldiers harvest leave so they could, they, the peasant, peasant soldiers could go home and work on the land meant that um, it was difficult to uh, get an army together that quickly. So instead an ultimatum is sent to the Serbs and as we know um, it, it has a, a list of uh, so many outlandish um, and outrageous demands um, that there's no way that the Serbs can possibly um, uh, agree to it. One of the points that Alexander Watson makes is that the Austrians act out of not a sense of strength but weakness in 1914. They're desperate to um, conserve what they see as a dying empire. And it is the uh, Germans that play a secondary role in the uh, the rush for war in July 1914, but also uh, you know an extremely important one. The Habsburg rulers would never have thought, never have dared to go it alone uh, unless they had that unconditional support uh, given on the 5th um, of July. The Germans may have underestimated the threat of Russia, but they weren't completely blind to it either, and they knew that this would, um, if it did happen, result in a a, a European uh, catastrophe. Um, So the question is is there about um, the risk-taking. Why did they choose to to take these these risks? The um, meeting on the afternoon of the 5th of July where the Germans responded to Austria's appeal for support, um, where Kaiser Wilhelm, um, uh, War Minister Falkenhayn, and Chancellor Bethmann Hollweg were there, um, exemplified a, a kind of a curious mixture of indecision, fatalism, aggression, and the fearful calculation, a fearful calculation anyway, that shaped the Reich's foreign policy. Um, They'd in essence arrived at um, the Kaiser's final gamble. Um, the uh, Kaiser, uh, you know, a, a saber rattler and somebody who thought that um, aggression uh, or the threat of aggression on the world scene could bring about desired political outcomes, um, wanted to support the Austrians. Um, he thought that. Um, backing a strong and assertive attack in the Balkans would be highly risky, but he allowed his advisers to tell him the reassuring things that he actually wanted to hear, to give him the um, uh, the, the words that would suggest that Russia really wouldn't get involved. Something interesting happens in Germany during the July crisis and during the, uh, for at least the first year of the war, um, in that um, the country becomes extremely united um, behind the war. Um, it says, uh, this is quoting uh, Ring of Steel, 
Differences of class and confession, region and race, seemed to many who had lived through these times suddenly to melt away uh, in the national emergency. The Russian general mobilisation decisively shifted popular opinion, uh, turning war from an unthinkable horror into a defensive necessity. Now that suggests that um, the uh, view of Russia and the East and the possibility of uh, the Russian army uh, marching to Berlin as once it had marched to Paris during the Napoleonic Wars uh, was a kind of a, 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 a monstrous fear. There's obviously um, a, a great deal of... Um, there's a kind of like a, a, a civilization and barbarism um, a dichotomy that is drawn up in German thinking uh, about uh, Germany and uh, and Russia. Watson writes that the fear at the outbreak of hostilities was important in promoting readiness to suspend domestic quarrels and seek safety and solidarity. The Reich government also acted skillfully, however, in building consensus and cultivating unity. The distrust between Germany's conservative authorities and its largest political party the Social Democrats, should not be underestimated. On the 30th of July, after German mobilisation was mistakenly reported in the Berliner Lokal Anzeiger uh, newspaper, Friedrich Ebert, one of the party's two chairmen, and Otto Bauer, its treasurer, uh, fled with the party finances to safety in Switzerland. As late as the 31st of July, as leaders reckoned that if war broke out, they would be arrested, obviously interned as uh, dangerous subversives. Uh, it was thus little short of astounding uh, and of immense importance for Germany's war effort that, that, that less than a week later the party would vote unanimously for war credits, uh, so for the finances to pay for the war. And its other chairman, Hugo Haas, um, announced to the Reichstag that in the hour of danger, we do not leave the fatherland in the lurch. So, social divisions and um, social democratic politics are swept aside by uh, the uh, need for national unity. And why? Because many Germans did not view themselves as engaged in some political adventurism. They they suddenly realised that um, the strategic picture of Europe was profoundly against them and that armies were moving against them. And the particularly frightening one is the Russians. And the fear of the Russians will unite the nation as never before. It seems that um, Chancellor Bethmann Holweg had been a, a very canny political player, and from the start of the crisis he had been conciliatory towards the Social Democrats. On the 26th of July, Haas had been called to the Prussian uh, Interior Ministry and um, told that he didn't have to worry about anti-war demonstrations from being suppressed, that that wasn't going to happen, and that the, um, uh, the Chancellor had invited... Um, three days later, Haas, um, Bauer and um, Ebert to, um, to, to visit him, um, but they were no longer in Berlin. And so instead, Albert Seedcombe, um, another member of the SPD, uh, attended. And Bethmann Holweg once again um, says that uh, the Kaiser has only peaceful intentions. And in response, Seedcombe, um, said that there would be little by way of strikes, um, sabotage or industrial unrest to stop the war. 
and the, um, the the view that the Chancellor and the Prussian uh, Ministry of State have um, was that the SPD had been e- effectively neutralised. And the um, feeling that the government had from the trade union movement was that they could appeal directly to its patriotism and that um, Marxist ideas of... Um, the you know workers of the world uniting and overthrowing the um, the bourgeoisie, and that um, trying to turn um, con- uh, conflict between nations into class struggle, and um, asking you know the, the workers of each country to lay down their arms against each one another and deal with the uh, well, you know the the real enemy, so on and so forth. That that wasn't going to happen. Um, the there's very little um, in uh, Marx that would have, have predicted this. Um, the, the the view that Marx had was that inevitably the working class would see its exploitation and as a result uh, overthrow its bourgeois oppressors. The history of the 20th century really presents little evidence of this having happened and there are repeated instances of the law of nation and the the power of patriotism and national identity sweeping aside uh, notions of class solidarity, particularly class solidarity between workers and soldiers of different countries. And if you read Benedict Anderson's um, great book, Imagined Communities, uh, this makes a lot of sense. He obviously has a a far more uh, robust and scientific way of of exploring it. Um, But um, the development of the nation state since the the kind of the the late Renaissance um, has been based around this idea of kind of imagined notions of the collective. The reality is that, yes, German society was riven with uh, class conflicts, um, with uh, inequalities and differences, uh, and even. Uh, religious uh, and and ethnic um, uh, difference but when it comes down to it um, and obviously regional identity as well when it comes down to it uh, that powerful sense of siege is what really brings about these dramatic changes in July 1914 okay I'm going to leave that there Um, if you found that useful please Go on to our iTunes uh, page and give the Explaining History podcast a good review. We need your reviews. Uh, They all help. Uh, And I'll catch you um, hopefully later today with another Explaining History podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.